program is about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. Welcome to Far Off Topic, episode 35. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. Weird stops for no one, which means... We've got a lot to talk about today, from massive computer hacks and lizard-hunting nutjob suicide bombers to lying celebrities. We'll cover it all. As they say, hindsight is 2020, and it can fucking stay there. Our sights are on the future and all the wonders that are guaranteed over the golden vista of 2021. But perhaps we should practice some caution before leaping into this new year. We'll scour the predictions of noted prophets to see what to expect in the months to come in our Far Off Tomorrow segment at the end of the show. With that, I'm joined by Tiwi from her concrete vaccine zombie bunker. And because nothing can stop his brain from yelling at him as effectively as being yelled at by us, I'm also joined by Steven Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. Welcome back, folks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, you know what I noticed in the show notes? You still don't spell my name correctly. What do you mean? You spell it with a V and it's a PH. It's always been. You're a PH? Oh, yeah. My parents Are you were pH creative. balanced for an Indeed. active? Yeah. <laughs> I always see it and I'm like, God damn it! But then I forget about it and then uh, not. But I remembered this time. So. All right. Well, thank you for uh, uh, you know holding that grudge for so long and not saying anything about it until <laughs> You're now. Welcome. You're welcome. You're starting the new year off with some spite, and I love it. Um, with that, let's do our pop question. <laughs> Uh, I think we went to Tiwi last time, and she she got it pretty quickly. So, Jax, you get this one. No pressure. Yeah. What musician is trying to create an African paradise dedicated to his own vanity? Um, Kanye? I think that's a pretty good guess, uh, but no, no. Hmm. Uh, Tiwi, do you have any thoughts? I'll let you come in for the steal. Uh... What musician? An African paradise? Yes. Uh, of his modeled own af- Modeled after Wakanda. Wow, after Weird. Wakanda. I'm just going to throw out that it's a white guy, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the white guy, is that's your... your <laughs> yeah, just what? generic white guy. <laughs> Some white guy. Uh, yeah. R- uh, you're both wrong. Aw. Okay. Recording artist Akon has big oh. plans for his upcoming smart city in Senegal. The new $6 billion development is called Akon City and will fulfill the star's wish to provide a refuge for members of the African diaspora both near and far. In addition to the 2,000-acre resort, condos, and stadium, the metropolis is also planned to run on renewable energy and mainly cool. use Acoin, the singer's own cryptocurrency. After two years, <laughs> after two years oh, of planning a- and development, Acon has announced that they are breaking ground in 2021. So that's something to look forward to, and it's also pretty fucking insane, uh, in my opinion. I that's don't know. Such an unfortunate name for a crypto coin. Acoin. <laughs> Acoin. Oh, so sad. He's named that's it Acon City for Christ's sake. I, I mean, know. That's so great. What a maniac. Yeah, and I, and you know what? I thought Kanye was more of a megalomaniac, but apparently Akon is the king of the megalomaniacs. I mean, he's literally trying to say, start his own little future city. So, huh. I'm gonna buy some of his crypto just to just as like a joke, because who knows? Maybe it'll <laughs> like go up to one cent or something like that. Who knows? I mean, the, the sky's the limit now. Because uh, just join into the the Akon, uh, you know, future, and you know, so the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. This is crazy. All right, uh, moving on, Jax. We've got uh, you've got some uh, some story to tell. Too low to raise. Hey, we've got a problem here. I got a bad feeling about this. I have an emergency. We got multiple caution and warning. Brace for impact. Okay, so um, you guys heard about the Solar Winds hack? Yes, we're familiar. So uh, the SolarWinds hack was ha- has been just delighting me since it happened because the genius of the hack 
cannot be underestimated. Um, what the hackers did, it, do you, are you guys familiar with like the what happened? I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, unlike you, I don't quite really follow much of the security stuff. So when they're talking about this, that, and that, and the other, I'm like, uh, uh okay, whatever. <laughs> it's like I, I, I can't. I mean, I, I followed what they're saying, but I don't so really understand why it's such the, a genius. Move. The hackers went after a contractor of the government. So, and it, and it's not just the government. Solar Winds is a company that contracts with something like 15,000 companies, including um, the Treasury, the State Department, um, the New York Times, Microsoft. And so what they what the hackers did is they injected malware into a into um, just like a system file of SolarWinds software. And so when SolarWinds like pushed out their update, their next update, they also pushed out the compromised oh. file. So like it was just sort of like solar winds being like, here you go. I'm just going to infect you with this horrible, horrible malware. And then um, the software just didn't do anything. It just sat in the new, uh, in the infected machines for a couple of weeks before it deployed. And then when it ultimately did deploy, it was just like doing very little, a little bit of like data transmission. So, um, SolarWinds is network monitoring software. So if you're like network is, if you see a sudden spike in traffic in your network, you can be like, oh, something fishy is happening right now. And so. But they but, routinely talk though. And so that, so the, the, the genius was that it would only kind of talk in yeah. intervals that would be normal for exactly. The software. So like the software is doing its normal network monitoring and so when your network monitoring software is the one that is sending the the packets like you don't care because that's its job um so it was just running in the background and so it was it's just it's just it's such a mind-boggling hack in my mind just because it's so i i listened to someone equate it to like you could if you're an attacker for um german tanks in world war ii you could send a person in and sabotage the factory with like a bomb or you could have um, like the blueprints for ball bearings have like a misprint in them and then they ship bad ball bearings and then the tracks fall off. (laughs) So (laughs) like which one's going to be more effective? They spend all the money, the tracks fall off. So it was, it's really quite a genius way that they've been doing that they did it um they don't know what russia was doing when right like they don't know what the the end were they just watching were they just listening or or like they weren't downloading a bunch of stuff were they um don't know so like they haven't really said what they were up to um they and and frankly it's it's speculated that it's russia still so i i wouldn't even say that it's a hard and fast uh finding of of it being russia but probably is russia um but they 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 haven't said yet it's probably intelligence gathering so just seeing what americans were up to one of the strangest so this company called fireeye is um they're they're a security a cybersecurity company and they they were the ones who discovered it and after they discovered it like the craziest tweet went out from the cisa which is the cybersecurity from the united states and they were just basically like if you have solar winds running on your network just turn it off turn off your network and it's just like that's our solution we're the biggest superpower <laughs> in the world and it's just like the solution is just turn off your turn off your computer and go have a plug the device yeah <laughs> um so, like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is really, really bad. On that point right there, so I don't remember hearing a massive disruption of, like, infrastructure, though, when that happened. If you're pulling the plug on your networks, though, I mean, like, wouldn't that have a more uh, obvious effect on, on yeah. just the... So, like, it wasn't... I mean, it's not software that really runs the the infrastructure. It's software that monitors the infrastructure. So... Um, I, I'm not surprised that there wasn't like an impact on the network, but then like Microsoft came out and was like, we've destroyed solar winds in like the most hilarious way possible. Um, 
which is really in the weeds, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, because uh, <laughs> I, I laughed about it. Uh, so Microsoft was like, they sent out this great press release about how they beat the hack. And it was basically like fire. I discovered it and I identified the system file that was compromised. And so we added that to our Microsoft antivirus and then sent out an update and it's like, well, no shit. So did everybody else, but it's just like, you're ubiquitous. So, uh, of course you did that. So I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't know that if anything will come of it, but it's, it's been, it's been kind of an interesting, uh, it's been interesting to see. I I have to say when I saw turn your machines off, I was like, Oh God, we're screwed. So how did, how did this even, how did they get into solar winds though? Like they uh, just no went idea. through a contractor. I, I mean, like I don't know. I'm uh, there were you know there was a lot of um, a lot of speculation on that, and I actually don't know the answer to that yet. And I don't know that we anybody knows the answer to that. I yet. feel like you would hope that somebody who works for a company that monitors computer security would train the staff appropriately to know when something is like a phishing link. You know, like, how do they get? I just who knows? It, I mean, if it was that sophisticated and there was a lot, I mean, it sounds like this is a pretty important uh, mission mm-hmm. on someone's part or yeah. an operation. It Maybe could they had a easily, mole. right? Or, or it could be someone on the inside that they're paying off, like, you yeah. know, like so many people in the CIA have done. Just here's, here's cold hard cash. Will you do something bad for me? And they do it. Um, yep. So that that's a motivating factor. It could yeah. also just be. You know, uh, compromise. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe they have a ta- a, a P tape, a P tape on on one of these guys, and they're like, hey, uh, do you want the P tape out or do you want to keep like working? I don't know wherever you're at. It could um, have just can- yeah. I mean, it could have just been social engineering of you know, mm. hi, this is Lewis in IT. Uh, <laughs> right. We're you know we need. I mean, there was a re- there was a hack recently that was so crazy. Um. Like the way that they infiltrate the it's the security it's a security researcher and he's like listen to this social engineering hack that I, and he's running through it in Twitter he gets a he gets a text from his bank that says yeah. your 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 account has been compromised follow this link and he's like fuck you I'm not following the link <laughs> then then his phone rings and it's like hey this is Lewis from the bank. Uh, your account's been compromised. We need you to follow the link. And he's like, I'm not following the link. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, uh, we're going to send you a six digit code and we need you to re- repeat the code to us so that we know we're talking to the right person. Mm. So they, they, so what they did is they're in his forgot the password. I forgot <laughs> oh, my no. password oh, no. and yeah. bam, they, you know, send me a six digit code. He, they hit the button. It pops up on his phone. He recites it there in his bank. So, I mean, uh, just merely social engineering people like that, yeah. it, it can still happen to the best of them. Um, That's clever. But yeah, it's, it's, they were very clever. Um, like they got into micro, uh, the, the, the solar winds people, they've seen the Microsoft code. Like, the source code, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've seen the source code from Microsoft. They they were able to compromise two accounts, and one of those accounts actually looked at the source code, which is like, um, I mean, that's like the uh, secret to recipe to Coca-Cola. I was just going to say, do you guys get a lot of phishing attacks at work? I did when I worked at a county at, at the government. We get tons, and it's crazy because we have like, you know, this whole like cyber whatever security division and they're supposed to be they test us too because sometimes they'll deploy stuff on us to see how many people yeah. like click the links and i right. guess it's not that great but yeah um, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you're on that list i think you just get more tests but <laughs> till they train it out of you but yeah like just last week we got they had like a the CEO had a town hall and they were talking about or no sorry the CIO was talking about it and like it was so condescending though he's like if it sounds too good to be true please don't <laughs> click on it. it's just like <laughs> right no one is going to give you a million dollars <laughs> yeah. exactly clicking the link so yeah. idiots i'm no. i'm remembering one of the i'm remembering one of the anecdotes that's come out on solar winds and that's that their update server's password was literally 
solar winds one, two, three. Uh, so like, I don't know. Maybe that's how they got in was just shitty password management. Just guessing. <laughs> right. That story is going to keep unwinding throughout the year, I'm sure, because I, mean, I think 2021 is going to be the worst year yet. So, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 2020 was just a prelude to the Did destruction. Did you see the, the meme that's like, does anybody realize that 2021 is literally 2021? <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is a great, it's a great segue into our next story. Um, we don't know much about why Anthony Quinn Warner decided to blow himself up in the dead of night on the streets of Nashville, but we do know he was immersed in a variety of peculiar fringe ideas. We're going to explore some of those by looking at that paranoid style. There is no evidence of a conspiracy. There's a military plot to take over the government. You've been asking questions about things you know nothing about. Someone else knows, okay? I mean, it's just... Today it's oil, right? You're nine months from now. I don't think there'll be an electorate, let alone an election. There will be no questions. I'm sure many of us have been wondering just what kind of a person would commit the kind of wanton destruction that Anthony Warner did when he detonated his homemade RV bomb on the streets of Nashville. Thanks to a series of packages, we're beginning to see the full picture of a man truly on the fringe of society. According to News Channel 5 Nashville, Warner sent packages to several people documenting his beliefs prior to his terror attack. A package obtained by Channel 5 contained at least nine typed pages and two Samsung thumb drives. The letter begins with, Hey dude, you will never believe what I found in the park. The knowledge I have gained is immeasurable. I now understand everything, and I mean everything, from who, what we are to what the known universe really is. Later on in the letter, he reveals an affinity for David Icke's reptilian conspiracy by including his belief that lizard people walk among us. They put a switch into the human brain so they could walk among us and appear human. It was also earlier reported that Warner may have targeted the AT&T building in Nashville as a protest against 5G technology, but I haven't seen anything about that since really the earliest days of the of the news reporting. Um, so I pitch it to you guys. Like w- the one thing that really kind of like resonated with me is how we kind of when, when like let's say a, like an alt right guy blows something up, it's all of a sudden let's we need to really put some feelers or, or attention investigation on the alt right or this militia or whatever. That he's hewing so closely to like re- really specific conspiracies and uh, like five G and the David Icke thing. I've never heard of those two two things. Well, the five G was kind of militarized in England or Scotland where they're burning towers down. Um, but the David Icke Retellion thing was never has never really actually manifested in any kind of violence. But do you think this is like we'll, we'll start seeing hearing calls for people saying? We need to watch these conspiracy people. We need to like start arresting these sons of bitches. <laughs> That's I what like I started the, thinking about. The Venn diagram, though, for these people and the GOP's base <laughs> is just like one circle. <laughs> that, that, like, yeah, that's the problem. But I don't think they're gonna like publicly want that people to think that they're being monitored or questioned or you know ridiculed at all because. You know, that's like your base. You need these people to vote for you. So they're going to be like, you know, maybe there are reptilians. We need to figure that out. They're probably Democrats, right? You know. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the thing is that like, well, David Icke wasn't very uh, discriminating when it came to who he thought reptilians were. They were pretty much everyone in power was reptilian. So Barack Obama was a reptilian, but so was Bush, you know. Actually, I haven't heard if Trump's a reptilian or not. He's probably Probably not not. because he was going to save them from the reptilians. Right, he was a, kind of the messiah. So ah, the fact that anybody thinks Trump is a messiah is just like a blight <laughs> in American history. It's like, kind of galling. It's yeah. just so absurd. It's absurd, but it's I more mean, absurd than the reptilian thing itself. I think, honestly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're. I think they're equal. They're definitely yeah, equally they're equal. absurd. <laughs> yeah. Trump is the messiah. Well. <laughs> yeah, there's probably more lizard people than there are. But Trump. I feel like yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. There's more, more possibility that there's lizard people than <laughs> it is that Trump yeah. is inside. <laughs> I had to talk that I had to talk that one out, but yeah, that one I got I did get there. Yeah. I did get there. But like the Venn you are right. The Venn diagram is super it, it, it is a complete circle between like the 5G <laughs> anti vax yeah. uh stop GOP. the steal. Yeah. I'm not Save wearing my children. fucking mask. The other thing about Warner that I thought found interesting, kind of going back to the idea of like, well, maybe should we should start be watching these conspiracy folks, is that an FBI bomb expert said that he actually the bomb he created was probably one of the most sophisticated he'd ever seen. It is called a uh, thermobaric uh, gas air bomb. Uh, I believe it's the same thing called the U.S. the U.S. government uses is called the Daisy Cutter, but it's basically just a giant gas bomb that. It has to be perfectly blended and uh, mixed and then ignited at the right time to basically make the biggest explosion. They're very difficult to create. And the fact that he had been planning this, he has to have had test sites. He's, there's no way he like nailed it on his first try. So I don't know. It's kind of chilling to the idea, the idea that uh, people can just, you know, make <laughs> these really sophisticated bombs uh, and no one – does anything about it, which leads to the the fact that his girlfriend at the time actually reported him to the cops, said, hey, he's building bombs, and they didn't do shit about it. They put her in the hospital, didn't they? They did, like, a psych eval on her. Oh, I don't I didn't see that. Oh, uh, that's even worse. I guess because she has an attorney, right? And she spoke yeah. to her attorney. And well, maybe the, she's apparently- batshit crazy, though. I no, mean, because of the bomb thing. Like, she serious? said this, and they were like, yeah, they were like, uh, let's check her out. Wow. Yeah, that... I feel like Jax, <laughs> is there a what, what is the 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 fallout for the cops or the, the authorities who basically dropped the ball in here? Like, is it just one of those things? Like, yeah, whatever. Government fucks up. We're no, good. Nothing. Nothing. Nice. Like, there's no. I mean, you don't. There's not a. There's not an expectation that they keep you safe. So, someone reports something, they don't follow up on it. They can't be held liable. So perfectly segues into my other thought that I feel like this entire case illustrates this idea that the government and the FBI and all this shit, we see all these high profile cases about, oh, we got these terrorists, the Whitmer case, you know, where they, they rounded up all these little Yalcata uh, idiots uh, and their yeah. terrible plan to kidnap her. I feel like those are all just smoke and mirrors. Like, Back during the 9-11 terrorist, post-terror stuff, they went. the FBI went out and found a bunch of, like, mentally handicapped people and convinced them to, like, have a, a terror plot. And then they arrested them. And they said, look, we found these terrorists. And it's like, but we handed them the bomb. We built the bomb for them. We you know, told them where to put it. We told them it's, it's such yeah. a good idea to do it. And we just kept encouraging them to do it and do it and do it. And those are the people who they catch. And this guy was building... One of the most sophisticated bombs that we've ever seen on on, on the streets of the United States, and uh, he wasn't. No one, no one said oh shit about him. He just, he, I mean, he clearly had to have been testing somewhere in the hills, yeah. blowing shit up, and he was able to perfect it. And then he was able to drive it into Nashville and blow. Him. It's only we're only saved by the fact that he didn't feel homicidal. You know. Like, like that, that's the only thing that saved anybody is the fact that it, he did not apparent. It was not apparently homicidal, you know, and that, had the that warning. fact is like, I think a lot of commenters who are sort of on this fringe, because I've been reading comments about, you know, stories pertaining to him and they basically are defending him. Like the, the fringy people are like, you know, don't call him a terrorist. Like he didn't try to hurt anybody. He was, he was trying to protect people. Yeah, bullshit. He 100% is a terrorist. Oh, um, yeah. That, that's 100% true. The fact that he just this day didn't wake up to want to kill somebody, or maybe that wasn't part of his plan, he still could have. He still right. decided to go in a public area and blow up a massive bomb on the city streets. That's not, yeah. like, responsible. <laughs> like, I know. Give me a fucking break. If he wanted to kill himself, they have guns for that. Go into the fucking, you know— <laughs> 
Kmart back lot and just kill yourself. That's that's, that's your point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like the idea, too, that it's not terrorism. It's like if I went to your house with a bullhorn and said, get the fuck out of your house or I'm going to fucking kill you and you leave the right. house, are you – and then I blow up your house. I'm just curious, like, were you terrorized right. or were you right. just like, well, she saved our lives. Like, she didn't kill us. I feel like, you know, that would be horrifying. Yeah, it just doesn't – does not compute with me. Um, but it also, I feel like, shows some real blind spots and it shows the noble lie of, I guess, of safety in America. That you're like, oh, yeah, we have these – they feds. They're listening to us. They have these monitoring programs. Nah, they really can't. If there's someone motivated enough to, like, cause enough damage, it's going to happen, folks. It's, I mean – Yeah, absolutely. We're not safe. We are not safe. Not safe. And you know there's copycats out there. There already was one. There was a guy walking around in a moving van, and he didn't have a bomb in there, but he had like a bunch of speakers, and he was playing back the message like, All right, there's a bomb, evacuate now, blah, blah, blah. So, Well, that's terrorism. Just, <laughs> You're yeah. literally now just trying to terrorize people. Great. He, he was definitely arrested. I think, I don't know if he's charged with terrorism, but he definitely, it was um, up there. He got, he got a pretty big. <laughs> um, but the other thing, too, is that kind of, uh, I'll just kind of close it out with this, is that the idea that if you're more into the fringe, you know that there are certain fringe ideas that are fairly inert. Um, like the reptilian thing seems fairly inert, but now you have this guy who seems to be acting on that. But it could be just a melange of different things in his head and his own personal demons. But I do think that right there in plain sight is QAnon, you know? And QAnon mm-hmm. has already inspired several people to actually commit murders, you know, and acts of violence. So uh, I do wonder if people will start saying, okay, well, huh, maybe we should start looking at some of these other kind of radicalizing narratives that exist out there on the web even though, as far as I know, Warner wasn't a QAnon guy, but seeing how things just kind of bleed into each other, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some tiny affinity out there. But who knows? It may not have been his pet thing. But I do wonder if like, if that will trigger something in the government, especially now that you have a Biden presidency. He's going to want to have some revenge on the Trumpists. And that's such an easy, low-hanging fruit to go ahead and... Oh, yeah, you QAnon assholes, you're dangerous. We're going to come for you. We're going to watch you. We're going to investigate you. Um, Jax, I don't think what, he's what do you think? No. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating. <laughs> I'm just throwing things out there. I'm just, you know. I think that like 40% of the population probably is on the side of the QAnon people. And so if they do that. 40? <laughs> yeah, 40. Four zero. 40. 40% of the population do not does not believe that Biden won the election. Forty percent. That's two out of every five people you walk past. Don't they think that the election was stolen? So so like, I don't think they're going to do shit. And the thing the thing is, it's going to get worse. That's the problem. I I don't see anything changing. It's just going to get worse. I think Biden's going to do the thing that Obama did, which is like try to appease the other side. And it's like there's no winning on that like you don't get anything so Jax, are you getting to the fact that like or the the thought that these are the future insurrectionists so therefore don't hit don't hit the hornet's nest let them just brew in there for as long as we can ignore them maybe they'll just calm the fuck down no i think Um, you i think you like take a take a blowtorch to the hornet's nest but (laughs) like they the problem is there's a lot of people who sympathize with the fucking hornets like so it, I think it's just the problem is too big. It's sort of like mm. it's sort of like our 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 as a society, like our our overarching problems in the United States, like poverty, guns, and now like radicalized people on the right. Like for from my perspective, that's our that those are our problems in the U.S. And they could be our, our cancers, the uncurable terminal Absolutely. disease that like, will just eventually end you, us. <laughs> you you don't unring the bell of guns. You just don't unring that bell. So right. buy guns. Um, you can't unring the bell of poverty because we live in this horrible capitalist society. So dive into capitalism. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not confident about 
than going after anybody simply because a near majority of the population you would be you would be going after. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't either. I, I agree with Tiwi. I think Biden is going to um, hew closer toward appeasement and a really kind of limp wristed, just kind of let's get back to normal yeah. policy agenda. And that's about it. And he's not yeah. he's not going to move. He's not he's not making any moves to the progressives side of things. We're not going to see, I think, any real big changes. I don't expect him to really undo undo much of what trump did um just some of the big big things some of the immigration stuff the china stuff i think he's gonna keep doing the trade war i think he's committed pot committed to a trade war um or he's just yeah he's pot committed so he has to kind of see that one through so i don't know i mean it's uh (laughs) yeah no hope folks (laughs) first segment abandon all hope (laughs) yeah abandon all hope. Uh, so 2020 is gone so what should we expect for this new year According to celebrated Bulgarian prophet Baba Vanga, we might actually be edging closer to the end of the world rather than steaming away from it. We'll tell you all about it in our Far Off Tomorrow segment at the end of the show. But when we return, we will jump into odd normalities of the extraterrestrial kind with news of sightings over Hawaii and the surprise federal countdown that may lead to the much longed for UFO disclosure. We'll be back after the break. This week on the Friday Night Matinee. You will witness the ultimate challenge to the future of mankind as the trinity of living terror is completed in the final conflict. The stunning conclusion to the Q Anointed series wraps up as a grown Trump Jr. nears his ultimate goal of world domination. To the modern world, he brings a purpose, a vision, a destiny. He's one step away from the most important position on Earth. Disciples of the Watch, I stand before you in the name of the one who is cast out from heaven, but is alive in me. Junior proves he will succeed where his evil and inept father failed. The power of evil is no longer in the hands of a child. It's the ultimate showdown between freedom and the Trumpist nightmare conglomeration. Heed the warning. Prepare for the final conflict. That's Q Anointed 3, Why Elections Matter, The Rise of Donald Trump Jr. This Friday at 9 p.m. Only on KTLU Perump. Twenty twenty one might just be the year that the US government reveals its secrets about UFOs because some wily Congress folk decided to trigger a one hundred and eighty day countdown for all the documents the military has been keeping about space people. It's time to discuss the latest odd normalities. Curious about unexplained phenomena. The unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. Enter that As reported by the New York Post, a countdown on the UFO disclosure was snuck into the $2.3 trillion COVID-19 relief and government funding bill. That bill included a 180-day countdown for the Pentagon and spy agencies to reveal what they know about UFOs. A fun fact is that the countdown was not originally part of the legislation, but was a committee comment. What I don't know, what, I don't know what that is, but regardless, it was attached to the Annual Intelligence Authorization Act and then put into the COVID nineteen bill. The Senate Intelligence Committee said in a comment that it directs the Director of National Intelligence, in consultation with the Secretary of Defense and the heads of such other agencies, to submit a report within 180 days of the date of enactment of the act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees on Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. So I pose this to you. Are, is this disclosure, folks? Is this Are we, are we going to see no some way. really bizarre-ass shit in yeah, 2021? Absolutely. I say no. Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> no, because they have the 180 days. Like, they obviously have all this time to just be like, nope. No, they've been drip, drip, dripping us for a little while now. Biden's not a sharer. Does Congress then have to share that with us? Like, it, no. it just requires the military to tell Congress about what they know. Does it mean that we get to know? I don't know. No. Probably not. Well, maybe. If they... If they if the Senate, if these people actually find out, I feel like there will be leaks. 
Because those people can't fucking keep a secret. I don't know. Like like Jax does say, good point, is that they have been drip, drip, dripping some bizarre shit and saying, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, is that kind of crazy, right? A Tic Tac UFO? What do you think about that? Getting our, you know, our, our, our sensibilities of that. And then you have the... We talked about that a couple shows ago, the 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 jump house that was flying through the sky, the mylar um, balloon, <laughs> the, the giant mylar <laughs> balloon. Uh, <laughs> all of these seem to be, uh, yeah, like a little drip, drip, drip. Oh, by the way, on that point, so recently I was scouring the internet, you know, whatever, and I found a video of a pilot. He's one of these elite, you know, F eighteen pilots, and he had a GoPro in his canopy, like, shooting back toward him as he launched this missile and was doing this kind of training exercise against these drones. And then he had a, a tr- uh, his wingman, I'm assuming, is recording a video out of his cockpit with, with probably either a GoPro or a phone, and he captures the whole thing, which kind of gets back to my point about the Mylar balloon incident in that why was he just taking photos? Because these guys clearly understand how to turn the, the video function on. Like, I just watched him do this, like, very... He tracked the missile, and he hit this tiny drone, then he followed the F-18 as it panned away. I'm like, okay, so these guys know how to do this. This is not, like, a foreign concept. They know how to turn on the video function. So that Mylar balloon video might be part of the drip, drip, drip. The still of the Mylar balloon... yeah. Could be the test. Like, hey, we'll anyone gonna freak say. out if you see a yeah. weird, odd shaped jump house in the sky? No, you're good with that. All right, we're <laughs> gonna show you the video where a little man like waves out the window, like, ah! yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> be like, when can I get to Mars? I want to get the fuck off right. this planet. <laughs> On the more pessimistic side, um, I do think so. A few weeks ago, I was uh, Lou Elizondo, who was kind of, he says, he alleges he was in charge of the ATIP program, um, which is this aerial pheno- unidentified aerial phenomenon program. Um, and now that's kind of morphed into this To the Stars Academy with uh, Tom DeLong and all oh that shit. Oh, from Blink 182? Yes. Yeah. Are you not familiar with this, Tiwi? No. How long, how long have you been doing this show? No. <laughs> This is fucking, this is, you got to know this shit. He comes on to Coast to Coast and George Knapp is interviewing him. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I've actually never really heard a a one-on-one with Lou Elizondo because I was never really that interested. But whatever, it was late. It was background noise. And I just listened. And I realized how shitty Lou Elizondo is as a source of information because all he does is deflect. He just wants the credit and he wants to be he's one of these guys that just wants to be part of the scene but he has no info fucking information like every time you're like so lou uh tell me are the crafts that you've been researching are they from like how do they fly what are the flight mechanisms well guys uh i can't really talk about that that's top secret but i really love to you're really close on what you're thinking there but i can't comment anymore (laughs) because that's top secret and that's like every answer would be deflected that way of like well i wish i could tell you more uh yeah, but it's trust me, it's all real. Uh, it's all it's all there, and I feel like this is the, the, the Lou Elizondo has 180 days. He's less now. <laughs> I think it's like 170 as of this recording. Uh, 70 something. Um, he has that many days for his credibility to either pop off the scale or to be completely eradicated. <laughs> and here in the way the guy talks, I feel like he's a bullshit artist. So that's where my two cents are. Jax, what do you think? Uh, like, you, I feel like you you follow more fringy UFO stuff. Have you listened to any Lou Elizondo bullshit? Yeah, and and I think that your assessment is completely spot on. He he is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's like an intermediary or something. Like, I don't know, but I, he doesn't give. I don't think he knows a damn thing. I just don't think he knows shit. And but but. Boy, does he really like being part of the crew. Right. You know, that's what it is. Because I keep trying to balance the facts that we have David Fravor and his tic-tac-toe UFO stuff. We have the gimbal and go fast videos. Uh, We have the jump house. Um, So we have these things coming out. But I feel like the UFO community has 
tons of these, like, what do you call them? Like, not coat draggers, but, like, tail coat riders. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's one of them. I, I, he probably was, like, a low, like, a, like a, the secretary of the ATIP program. And he just looks like, all right, you know, now I'm going <laughs> to, now it's time to, now that I'm retired, I'm just going to pretend I'm the, I'm the leader. Because the actual leader of the ATIP program has more discipline and more honor and just says, like, no, I, was, I signed a thing that says not to talk about this shit and... Now Lou's just out there blabbing his fucking mouth, and no one cares because Lou doesn't know shit. You yeah, know, he like, know <laughs> like, and he kind of cops to that. I think I feel like at least he knows. Kind of, like, I hate Bob Lazar as well, and I think I mean Bob Lazar definitely goes out on fucking limbs. But at a certain point, Bob Lazar knows when to walk back and not to jump too far into his like speculative world. And Lou has just like less less runway, you know. Lou has much less runway. He just says, "Okay, by the way, the one thing he did know is that the ATIP program existed, and the David Faber <laughs> video existed, and those were his things." You know, I'm going to release this to, to the the New York Times. And remind you, that whole release with uh, Leslie Keen in the New York Times, um, with which featured Lou Elizondo, was really a promotional. Uh, like press release for to the stars academy because it all happened in one huge rollout it's like okay we have this video i was part of this program but now i'm part of tom delong's group and we're going to continue to research ufos and also fundraise by making more movies and books fictional books about ufos and that's that's kind of our program so I don't know. I feel like bullshit artist is just all over <laughs> Lou Elizondo. I'm gonna have to uh, agree. Like I don't. I don't think that. I don't know. You're. I think that your assessment is correct. I got. I'm that. always correct. Yeah, yes, I'm always. <laughs> I the really, only reason why I have this podcast is to constantly be told that I'm 100 percent correct, except for when I uh, tangle with Tiwi about uh, liberalism. Uh, <laughs> smack says, "Fuck you know you're not right." Um, but on the same subject of UFOs, in Oahu, several people spotted a strange blue object sail out of the night sky and straight into the ocean. Officials from the Federal Aviation Administration say there were no aircraft incidents or accidents in this area at the time, but multiple witnesses reported seeing a large blue object fall out of the sky and straight into the ocean. So what do you think? Uh, uh, we give me your first reactions, because you have a, a stronger feeling toward things that don't hew toward your personal experience. What did you think about this video? I did note that she said it made no sound, which did hew towards my personal experience and made me kind of be like, ah, oh, interesting, interesting. Um, also... Um, when I was a child, <laughs> I one time had a weird dream about like UFOs and I don't think I've ever told you this, but it was when we lived in San Diego and I don't really know if it's a dream or if I hallucinated or what, but I woke up in the middle of the night and I went to my parents' bed <laughs> and their bed was against the window. And I remember I looked up and I was looking like through the blinds into the sky and I just remember seeing like these little like lights and things kind of just sitting there and then a bunch of like lights flying to the lights and then they became one big light and then it just sort of like disappeared and I remember being kind of like what was that but and just staring at the sky because it was you know weird um but again I was a little kid could have been dreaming could have been hallucinating pretty sure I was awake but who knows I don't know but anyways this light looked like that light. That was all I was going to say. <laughs> wow. Uh, I will say that, that that description is like a classic early UFO uh, sighting. Like you like des- like described like almost verbatim some very common ufological phenomenon right there. Is ufological a word? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, then cool. I guess I've seen uh, two UFOs or had two UFO encounters. One when I was a child and one when I was a teenager. Unlike the Phoenix Lights incident where all the witnesses to that gave the object a certain amount of dimension, like they could see an outline of a craft, like a V-shaped craft. Uh, in this, no one's – they're just saying that they see this light. And as weird as it is – and I will say it does 
its association with the water uh, because it's the idea of the USO, Unidentified Submerged Object. It's an old concept. It kind of came up in the 90s. It does seem to be having more life now because the David Favor UFO was had a, had a USO component to it because the Tic Tac was originally like meeting up with something in the ocean and then that thing disappeared. Oh yeah. And then the then the Tic Tac flew away. Um so I, the the idea that these more and more of these things are like, you know, there's an uh an ocean aspect, an a submerged ocean or water aspect. I'm like, oh wait, this is interesting. Like narratives seem to be kind of like dovetailing a little bit. All we can do is speculate though. And uh, again, we have a timeline. We have we have we now have 170 some odd days. So I guess we just have to wait and see. Let's let's move on from UFOs to a more terrestrial controversy. Oh God! The impudent! No! The unmitigated God! Oh! You tell me it's true. The audacity! You found this one in in your uh, in your kind of like world of, of of celebrity, and it stood out. Everyone's kind of talking about it. So tell me a little bit about uh, is it Hilaria Baldwin? Let's see, where do we start with this? Yes, uh, is, please let that be her real name. It is it's not. E, it is pronounced Ilaria Baldwin. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh. Ilaria. <laughs> it is Ilaria, and she will correct because it was hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious, um, but. So I'm sure people have heard by now, um, Hillary, Hillary Baldwin, um, she's been fronting like she's from Spain for, I don't know, like over a decade now. Um, and this all sort of came to light, um, well, most recently because of a tweet that was tweeted out by user Lenny Briscoe, which I love, um, and it basically was something like to the effect of you've got to admire this decade long grift that Hilaria Baldwin has been, you know, enacting. And then it had in the comments, there were lots of sort of examples. Um, and one of the examples was <laughs> Hilaria pretending not to know how to pronounce the word cucumber in right. English. Um, so she was like, what's the English with uh, What do you call it? A uh, cucumber? And it was just it's like ridiculous. Right. Which, you know, on the surface, you're like, oh, that's just a woman who, you know, English is their second language. She may have forgotten how to say cucumber in in English. She's like, oh, a pepino. And you're like, oh, OK, that totally makes sense. Except when you find out the facts that <laughs> Hillary Hayward Thomas was born in Boston, Massachusetts to a wealthy family. Her parents are both descendants. One of her uh, I think her father is a descendant of the British Mayflower. That's how far back in the U.S. Oh, um, his oh, family shit. goes. Yeah. And then her mother is like a fourth, four or five generation American citizen in the Boston region. Um, neither parent has any Spanish lineage at all. In fact, a genealogist like chimed into the controversy, did like an entire tracing of their family lineage, and neither one of them have any Spain or Spanish blood at all. Um, oh, see, I, I thought that that's okay. So I thought she, that she had like some connection. So did I. So that, no. So, <laughs> oh, no, shit. she has none. And in fact, the connection that she has is that in 2011, her parents retired to Spain, and so they decided to live in Spain, and so she would visit them <laughs> as an American citizen. Um, and by then, beautiful. I think she was already an adult, um, but she would visit them, and, and I guess it was in a wealthy part of Spain, Mallorca, which is like a tourist you know, place where like people go to visit. It's like, well, you know, an expensive right. little island. So she would visit her parents in Mallorca and, you know, do what tourists do. Bring a little bit of that home with her. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with a her? lot of that. What's wrong with, with that? Her? She just loves the culture. <laughs> yeah. So then it's just, I guess the part that makes it a grift is that she is on record, even though she's super deflective on her Instagrams. Um, she is on record as saying that she was born in Spain in some accounts. Some accounts she says that her mo I just said she says, and it sounded like a I know, I, that was amazing. I, was like, I heard it. Uh, 
<laughs> Some accounts she says. She says. How easy it happens? See, I why know. judge? It I just know. happens. I don't know what's happening to me, guys. This is uh, out of my control. <laughs> um, but I've been afflicted. Um, so she said that her mother is Spanish. Um, she's in two stories in Latina magazine, two interviews in Latina magazine. She accepted some, you know, stupid award that Latina magazine gave to her. So it's not like she's not trying to correct the record. I feel like if someone wrote a story about me in any magazine and then like said, you know, and her mother is Japanese, I would be like, Yo, <laughs> that's actually not true. My mom's not Japanese. Um, right. I know, like the Japanese, to... but. I like the Japanese, but yeah, my mom's not Japanese. Yeah. I wouldn't just start like speaking in some like affected Japanese ESL, like, you know, accent. I don't know what, I don't know what she's got going on. I think, so I've read in the blind world. And this is the theory, supposedly by people who took her you yoga the blind, class. Blind item, blind world. item world. Sorry, not like the eye vision impaired, visually what, impaired what is, world. What is the blind <laughs> right. item world? Yeah. Oh, Jax doesn't know what blind items are. What? I, I just I talked to Tiwi too much. She she. This is her her world. She's oh my oh so blind items um are beautiful things to behold but they're basically like gossip they're stories that are posted on various websites and there's blind items usually it's like assistants or people who have these like run-ins or first-hand knowledge sometimes second-hand sometimes third-hand okay. of you know things about celebrities and we would call hilaria probably not an actual celebrity she's like more of a d-list z-list kind of person because I mean, honestly, she hasn't done anything except marry She's Alec like a socialite. She's just she yeah. has a yeah. bullshit job as a yogi, yeah, and an Instagram quote unquote influencer. So yeah, she's just one of yeah. these bullshit people that kind of like you know jellyfished her way into the arms of Alec Baldwin, right? So okay, apparently, and this was her goal. It sounds like she actually dated Jeff Goldblum before she dated Alec Baldwin. And according to Jeff Goldblum, which is now scrubbed from the internet, by the way, um, mm. he had said that she tried to get him to preg impregnate her. That was like his whole thing. And he was like, nah, hard pass. Um, <laughs> but if you look at his current wife, it's like, I mean, you kind of you married the same person. But anyways, um, so <laughs> he has a type. He has a type. <laughs> exactly. He has a type. Um, so she then, I guess. The rumor is that she knew that Alec Baldwin went to some like restaurant and she knew she had friends that like owned the restaurant and she knew that he had like a, a thing for Latinas because I guess he was rejected <laughs> by uh, what's her face? Selma Hayek. Salma Hayek, yes, he was rejected by that's, Salma Hayek. That's from Thirty Rock. That's uh, he, yeah, that's a Thirty Rock storyline, man. Like that, I, I, I instantly thought of that. He married the Salma Hayek character from Thirty Rock. Oh, does go he? Jackie D? Go Jackie D. Okay, so apparently he was rejected by Salma Hayek, and she just started like affecting this like Spanish accent. and like speaking Spanish in front of him, and then he was like, "I've got to know her," and then that's how they met. Um, but people who took her yoga classes in New York, people who went to high school with her, people who knew her as a student at NYU, and she used to do ballroom dancing classes, they all said that she had zero accent until she met Alec Baldwin. Like, it just didn't exist. So she obviously, it was a conscious decision, um, and I think it was to, you know, hook up with Alec. And to entrap a man and yeah. and sire a, a progeny, they are the kind of the, the celebrities are the new royalty, at least in America. They yeah. kind of essentially are that that equivalent. So it makes sense that she's trying to like get into the royal house of Baldwin, and you know, you know, maybe look out for herself, potentially her kid. But it feels like her kid's like an oh anchor baby, you know. Her, a she has five baby. children. She has five children. They have five she children. Does? They have what? five children. Yeah, and their the, children's names are the, all wait. like Spanish names. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, God, Alec Baldwin has yes, five kids with her. He has five. Yeah, Ireland what? Baldwin is probably like, well, there goes my inheritance. But yeah, they have <laughs> five children together. <laughs> no shit, she got to work. Yeah. How long have they been together? I think like ten years. 
Oh, okay. Well, I guess I mean that's actually I have still. no idea how long we've been together, but I mean, however long it's been, yeah, she's been Spanish the whole time. So, so and- <laughs> let me get to this though. So. Alec has obviously come back to her defense, which makes sense. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's his wife. I mean, yeah. But I do wonder. Was he do you in think on he it? was? He, no, I I think was I he catfished? Think so. I think, I think he, he was. was catfished. I think he was. Because people have like post. That's like the big thing in the the gossip like comment sections is basically like, do you think he knew? People are like, he had to know. But a lot of people are like, he probably found out. But then there were other comments, and this one I think is insane if it's true but somebody posted a comment saying like hey i actually teach ballroom dancing and i taught some of her family members for her wedding um like how to dance and she was like they shared with me that they were not allowed to speak they had to sign contracts saying they would not speak to the baldwin side of the family about hillary at all and then if you like if you look at it it doesn't really seem like the Baldwin side has a lot of interaction with the the Hillary the Hayward Thomas side because also like her mom and dad have to be in like everyone has to be in on this like you don't just like my daughter Hillary is like now going by Ilaria it's just you know well that the other thing too though is so Clearly, they're from Boston. They don't have accents, or do they have accents? No, they don't. And in fact, well, that's what's so absurd. There's an article that was actually published in Spain that was an interview with her. And it's so absurd because she's like in the article in Spanish saying um, that her family had a hard time pronouncing Baldwin and that they were like, how do you say this? How do you say this? It's like, oh, that's interesting because like. Oh, so the Thomas, the Hayward Thomases were like, how do you say this? Baldwin. What? How do you say Baldwin? Baldwin. <laughs> right. I mean, it's Spanish, folks. It's not like they're like, it's like you're like in Sanskrit. You're trying to like, it's like, yeah, you know how to say Baldwin, you know? Right. <laughs> Even just, that story itself is bullshit. Jax didn't have a lot to say about Hilaria. <laughs> Because Jax is a serious piece of shit. Ah, it's just like fun. I can only revel in the uh, insanity. So <laughs> you guys should listen Whatever. to her talk, though. It's really fun. No, I heard it. I heard the cucumber thing. Oh my and I'm god! Like, but here's it's the thing: so cringy. <laughs> in her in her Instagram, Mia Culpa, she sounds like unaccented. Yeah, she had no accent. I know. It's like she's trying to do like a complete hard right of like, oh, oh no, did you right. think I was trying to pretend to be Spanish? No, fuck that. And of course I've been from Boston. Hey, fuck that. I know. Uh, she's like, hey. That's why I'm so confused. Open up the car. <laughs> I'm going to get my and I will a donut. Say, what? She does have a very strong, young Salma Hayek Energy. feel to her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I can see why Alec was like, yes, cha-ching. Oh, I mean, there's no reason why Salma Hayek uh, or, or Alec Baldwin would not want to be with her. She's a quality woman. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he found his catfish second best, <laughs> third place, whatever. Right. The year is 2021, and women are enslaved in a post-apocalyptic dystopian nightmare. That's the introduction for the 80s B-movie gem, Sisterhood. That prediction was... Only a little bit off, but it was a noble try. What are other people predicting for the year 2021? Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Accurately predict events. Beware the eyes of God. And on into the future. Baba Vanga, a Bulgarian mystic whose powers are said to have rivaled those of Nostradamus himself, made a number of eerie predictions during her life. Did the bulk in Nostradamus have anything to say about 2021? She did indeed. Uh, some good, some bad. Uh, she did say that at the beginning of the 21st century, humanity will get rid of cancer. So that's good. The day will come when cancer will get tied from iron chains, is her quote. But she also did predict uh, that Vladimir Putin would have an assassination attempt against him and that the end of the world would be coming. Maybe in the year like 5,000, but... Also, maybe tomorrow. We never know. 
It's quite a range. <laughs> so, yeah, like, <laughs> maybe between 5,000 and now. Like, <laughs> it's like 3,000 years? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the prophecy game is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really broad game, you know? You no really, you don't want to narrow in on like, a so specific like thing. going to a psychic and they're like, stuff is going to happen <laughs> <Yeah>. this year. <laughs> You're going to die someday. Well, it's. It's funny because the Baba Vanga stuff, uh, there's actually a lot of controversy with her because some people are saying that she was a, a prop of the Russians or something like that, that, that people came in and made predictions and put it under her name. So there's a lot of apocryphal predictions for her. I'd never heard of her before, but I thought, well, well you know, let's give her some press because, you know, we need we need culture in this yeah, fucking podcast. Should. I, I agree, but let's get to the the, the old fart himself, the big the big the big schmuck of prophecy, Nostradamus. In his writings, he mentions is this quote: "Few young people, half dead, to give a start," mm-hmm. which is clearly uh, meant to, uh, to 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 signal a, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you know? sounds yeah. like zombies. Few so, young yeah. people, half dead, to give a start. So, uh, you know, that one hasn't come out yet. So Mm -hmm. it obviously is open for 2021. Another one that's open for 2021 is Fathers and Mothers Dead of Infinite Arrows, Women in Mourning, the Pestilent She-Monster, the Great One to Be No More, All the World to End. You know, that's... I mean, it's a downer right there, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who, who, who is the she-monster, I'm wondering? Anyone want to speculate? Hilaria Baldwin. Hilaria Baldwin, So scratch another one off for old Nostradamus. He got one. Nailed it. <laughs> the pestilent she-monster is Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> yes. Fathers and mothers dead of infant arrows. That's cl- clearly COVID. Women in mourning. Uh, COVID still, the pestilent she monster, Hilaria, the great one to be no more, all the world oh, to shit. end. Oh, shit. Is he trying to say that, uh, what's the, Wayne Gretzky is going to die? Is he the great one? He's literally called yeah. the great one. Yeah, the great one. <laughs> oh, shit. Once, so when, once Wayne Gretzky dies, we all die? Yeah, I, I mean. Not. I think oh that's shit! How it we works. we are living in fucking Wayne Gretzky's simulation, is what I think Nostradamus yeah. is trying to tell us. Yep. Uh, uh, some more predictions from Nostradamus. After great trouble for humanity, a great one is prepared. The great mover renews the ages. Rain, blood, milk, famine, steel, and plague. Gotta throw that is milk the- in there. <laughs> <laughs> Like I gross, would say grocery. List. The blood doesn't. The, the blood part doesn't like throw yeah, me. Same. It's the milk. It's, it's like 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 milk. ew. Like like why the milk? <laughs> like just leave the milk out of this. It's disgusting. Why? Sounds like you're now now you're trying to prepare a drink. And like before it was just like something falling from the sky. Now it's a milkshake. It's like yeah. it's a rainy, bloody milkshake. Right. Rain, blood, milk, famine, steel, and plague. Yum. Yeah, you know. Oh, whatever. Is the heavens fire seen? A long spark running. I guess it's a comet. I'm gonna say that. It's a comet. So Okay. Beware the comets. Beware the evil fucking milkshake and a comet. <laughs> okay. And he does say he he's predicting an asteroid, supposedly. In the sky, one sees fire and a long I mean, trail of sparks. Didn't that just happen? You know? Isn't that your earlier story? It seems. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, asteroids or comets, uh, he's seen one before. He knows what they are. I think he just threw that in for filler. His word count. It's the milkshake that really, really. Ugh. Yeah, it's me. just like, ugh. Ugh, disgusting. Gross. <laughs> I'm glad we have the same uh, same exact feel for the milk. It's like, like milk? Gross. What's it doing in this? What? Why, why did you just shoehorn milk into this litany of terrible things? Like, right. Milk did nothing to you. I don't want to think about milk. You know what? I got to say also, when people use milk as a verb and like, but not for milk. Oh, it makes me want to vomit so bad. <laughs> Examples? I, I read this article. It's disgusting. Like, they were talking about milking this, like, animal, but not for milk. It was, ugh, it was like, some kind of, like, secretion. I was like, oh, I'm going to puke. I don't know, dude. 
don't milk anything. I guess I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not that that averse to it because I, I still do drink my skim milk. So, which isn't really milk. It's essentially like milky water, um, which sounds more disgusting. That's yeah, that uh, just sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You just got to throw some rain and blood in there. <laughs> Right, <laughs> rain, blood, steel, and famine. <laughs> Yum. And then we got ourselves some fucking yeah. Maybe who knows? Maybe this is my drink. Maybe I have to actually. That's how you cure cancer. I guess so. Yeah, Bobby Vanga and Nostradamus are like, this is yeah. it. This is this is the, the cure. Recipe. You have to go. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. Uh, all right, with that, let's hear our closing words. Hey, I want to tell you something, okay? And I want to leave a message for you right now. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are. You are a rude, thoughtless little pig, okay? <laughs> all right, so you can reach us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones. Tiwi can be reached at Tiwi said stuff. Jax, I think, may have deleted his. Nope. Captain Jax 458. There it is. Oh, I did it. I did it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, already a good sign. I'm getting my milkshake. The show is produced by Jax, Tiwi, and myself. Episodes are edited by myself. Clips from new episodes will be posted to our YouTube account where you can find the full show notes. If you'd like to support the show, feel free to comment or rate. Most of all, thank you for listening. And until you hear from us again, so mo' it be. So mo' it be. So mo' it be.